Hello, welcome out to Pikapi Podcast, the Pokemon anime podcast hosted at pikapipodcast.blogspot.com, not pokemonnoon.blogspot.com. If you've been keeping up with our comments section, you know what that's all about. I've contacted Blogger to try to get that issue straightened out, but we'll see how long it takes. I'm really grateful it was brought to my attention, but it just really makes me mad, people taking my stuff, and like, I don't know what this person hopes to gain by this, because anyone can see it's not theirs, they put like absolutely no effort into presenting it, and... Like, I just work way too hard on this for people to be treating my stuff like it's worthless. On the positive side, if people are trying to take my things, it must mean I created something with borderline value, right? Silver lining in every cloud. Um, but like I said, welcome to Pikapi Podcast. We are very happy to have you, even if you came from Pokemon Noon. Um... <laughs> Now that you've found your way to us, I hope that you'll stay uh, where the rest of the podcast is. <laughs> um, this is a Pokemon anime podcast going through each episode of the Pokemon series, start to finish, in order as best we can, working our way through the Johto series, kind of getting a little giddy with excitement because we will probably finish out Johto by the end of the year, and Johto just, like, for all the weird filler and, and sometimes legitimate pain... Um, that can happen um, in this part of the Pokemon series. Like, it ends so strong. It just wraps up everything so well. Like, they just really brought it home in such a great way. So I'm I'm so looking forward to getting closer and closer to that eventual end. And it's appropriate to mention the future, because today we are on an episode talking about the future. Or the predicting of it. But before we get into that, Pikapi Podcast is brought to you by PIRN and PokePress, bringing you music, interviews, videos, game demos, and so much more. You can check them out at pirnradio.blogspot.com or pokepress.blogspot.com. You can also find them on YouTube at PokePress. And find all sorts of Pokemon music you probably didn't even know existed. It is a wide and vast world, let me tell you. And find an equally wide and vast array of videos. Interviews with all sorts of people involved in Pokemon. Again, many, many interviewees that you wouldn't expect. All sorts of interesting people that, you know, most of us wouldn't even think to get an interview with. As well as interesting discussions with fellow fans like ourselves. Definitely check them out. Follow those links I gave you or you can click through our blog page. The location of which I've already given you, pcappypodcast.blogspot.com. See, it pays to interact with content in the way that the creator wanted you to interact with the content. We're the ones with all the outside links. 
but yeah, check them out. Peruse um, as soon as you're done listening to this episode, which is number 234, Zatu the Future. And we open on a picturesque waterfall. Beautiful. Any twerp would enjoy it. So Team Rocket is taking advantage of that situation, digging a hole trap and covering it up. It's been a while since they've done that, but you see the twerps are wise. Like, yeah, it's too peaceful. Feels like the perfect time for Team Rocket to strike. I, hmm, I'm feeling really bad about this situation. So they start testing the ground around where they are, trying to trigger any traps that might be nearby while they can, you know, still get out of them. Um, And then Team Rocket sees what they're doing and jumps out of the bushes. What are you doing? We worked hard on that whole trap. Um, So that element of surprise thing has been completely abandoned. Um, but it's a perfectly good hole. Here, we'll show you. You kids are doing it wrong. And <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Um, Team Rocket triggers their own traps. Good job. Um, but racking up a win in their corner anyway, the twerps fall in as well. So the end goal was sort of met. Um, it's a super long way down, though. Team Rocket got a lot done in those two seconds of screen time digging. Or they tapped into the catacombs. In fact, that's not too far off. The floor underneath them crumbles and they fall further into a tunnel or an underground subway. Like, we are talking civilization down here. Paved floors and walls, um, sleek, like stone or metal, maybe plastic, I'm not sure. Um, But, you know, somebody built this structure. And then a girl with green hair um, with a stopwatch runs by. She's like, I'm late, I'm late for a very important date. Um, And she's momentarily halted by the sight of all these other people she doesn't know, just kind of lounging in the tunnel. But then Team Rocket starts to do the motto, and she's like, yeah, I don't have time for this. (laughs) Ash and his friends tell the girl that they're lost, um, and she runs off and says they might as well just follow her to get out. Um, And so the whole caravan packs up and chases after her um, through more subway-like tunnels, up some stairs. Um, Whatever this place is, it's huge, a huge system. Up in the ceiling are a bunch of Zatu, um, the evolved form of Natu. Um, And they supposedly tell the future. And that's very important to the people here, wherever here is. And they use the Zatu to make all sorts of decisions. Unfortunately for Misty and Jesse, the Zatu are not in the mood to tell fortunes right now. Um, missed chance. It's really too bad, though. I can kind of picture it. Like, um, you, tall one, I see a lot of blasting off in your future. Maybe consider Pokemon contests. Little girl, stop following the kid with the Pikachu if you value your life. <laughs> and your sanity. Um, anyway, we do learn our guide's name is Callista. She's still in a rush, so off she goes, and the good guys follow her. But Team Rocket lingers. At least for a second. I mean, there is a Pokemon just hanging around unsupervised, after all. Um, and if Zatu tell fortunes and Meowth can understand what they say, like, this plan is halfway hatched without them even trying. Which makes it all the more surprising when they just kind of abandon that plan and end up following the twerps anyway. Like, guys, really? This one was practically gift-wrapped for you. But anyway, they follow on a little bit behind the twerps. Um, and Callista, she runs up through one last archway and into a giant, like, amphitheater? 
a bunch of spectators, um, theoretically villagers from the same place Callista's from, um, and dressed like her in kind of an old-fashioned Greek-esque robe thing. They all wave fans and they're eagerly awaiting the appearance of some Zatu. Apparently in this community, Zatu's fortune-telling is a spectator event. And the Zatu communicate not in Pokemon language, but in flag language, as they tell uh, the weather forecast. And you'd think, like, again, since this is sort of a big entertainment thing, that they would ask for slightly more interesting fortune-telling thing subjects than, like, the weather. I mean, the weather's interesting, but they're getting, like, super pumped up about it. It's like, I don't know, if I were in the crowd, I'd have a bunch of different questions to ask, like... Is Butterfree ever coming back to the Pokemon series? Is Rey a Skywalker or a Kenobi? Or a Jin? Just saying, it's a really cute ship. Shmi Skywalker and Master Wonders of the Living Force, Qui-Gon. But anyway, these people here, they, like, really want to know about the weather. So, you know, there it is. And Meowth, because um, Team Rocket, they've caught up now. He speaks Pokemon language obviously, um, and also human and can translate. But he doesn't know the flag positions. He's not with the Coast Guard. So his translation skills are a little useless, but as he says, it's still one more language than Jesse and James have. <laughs> nice Meowth, well struck. Luckily, we have Callista here to tell us, and the forecast is, there will be clear skies unless it should rain, or something equally vague. Double talk, Brock calls it. Um, and just as Callista finishes, the clouds open up, and it starts to rain. Well, so much for clear skies, that's unfortunate. Um, but then Callista orders all the Zatu back into the tunnels, saying the rain could be a sign that the day is here, and she has to find out for sure. Well, if that's the sign, do you get all panicked every time it sprinkles? Like, oh gosh, what were you doing a couple summers ago when the weather just went completely bonkers uh, centering around the Orange Islands? That whole to-do? Like, that was the day if there was ever one. And not long before that was Mewtwo trying to wipe out the planet. Like, ever wonder if your Zatu prophecies have already happened? That would be a fun, like, short film or something. Just a bunch of sages bickering about prophecies and, like, somebody in the background being like, uh, sir, like, that that totally already happened. Yeah, that one too. Yeah, and I fulfilled the other prophecy last week. Um... Well, anyway, Callista and the Zatu have left the stage, but the audience came to be entertained, darn it. And so, no Pokemon, they all turned to Team Rocket. Someone's gotta tell the forecast! And Team Rocket is a little out of their element, but they think it over, and, well, I mean, it would be a shame to let such a big crowd go to waste. Showbiz! Jesse takes the stage with Rock, Paper, Scissors! Interesting choice for a performing act, but okay. Her versus all of the audience. She's great at this. It's her specialty, so long as you all choose paper. Ready? And a one, and a two... Ha! Jesse picked scissors. All of the audience loses. The audacity is the real impressive part of this act. <laughs> anyway, having hit the finale, uh, Jesse takes her exit, and James and Meowth behind her uh, to tail the twerps. The audience is a little bit confused. Um, but they're tailing Callista and all of the Zatu to the Weather Information Control Center. 
from here, Callista can monitor all sorts of meteorological meteorological data. I'm sorry, I can English. Um, and can send up a small satellite dish painted up like a Zatu out in the rocks uh, to collect more info. Um, from the perspective of the seated crowd, it does look like a Zatu, but it's not telling Callista what she wants to know, uh, whatever that is. Anyway, Team Rocket catches up um, at about this part, and Jesse's so mad at Wobbuffet, I kind of love it. Um, but anyway, Callista rounds on all of them. Apparently, the third Zatu told her a human who could predict the weather would appear today. Huh. Well, neither the Twerps nor Team Rocket can do that, so maybe Zatu was wrong? Callista was so sure. Um, then again, that third Zatu is getting on in years, maybe it's senile. Um, Jessie disagrees. She was a weather girl some time ago in her life. Not a very good one, apparently, but it happened. So Zatu might not be completely full of nonsense. Though she also asks Zatu to maybe not look too deeply into her past. A good idea, doing so proves to be a one-hit KO. Huh. Figure out how to harness this strategy, Jesse. Like, maybe you guys can take on Sabrina's gym. <laughs> well, in the present, Callista is trying to figure out her weather map and the computer data, and she fears today is the day. Um, the Zatu predicted a giant rain flooding their community and bringing hardship to everyone. And maybe that day has arrived. The Zatu all confirm, tomorrow is the day. So, uh, what's the problem? Like, yeah, a, a flood totally sucks, like, really. My hometown flooded one year and nobody had a good time at all. These people probably aren't going to get a lot of sandbagging done in one day if they all live in the tunnels that are not exactly built to withstand a flood. So property is probably going to get a little bit waterlogged and maybe destroyed, but still, they have a day. If you can't evacuate all of the people out of here in that time, I mean, that arena thing was in the open air. Like, you have a bunch of flying Pokemon. Like, if it's actually impossible to get out of the tunnels and the canyons... On foot, you could just send one of the Zatu to the nearby town that Ash and Company just came from and deliver a note to Officer Jenny. There are rescue teams for this exact thing. Like, you have an entire day to rescue yourselves, guys. So it's a big deal, yeah, but not quite worthy of the horror that Callista is attaching to it, I think. Ah, but the panic... Apparently, these people have never once done an evacuation drill or safety procedure in their lives. Um, if word gets out that there might be a flood tomorrow, um, a report that is maybe 1% accurate, the town folk will panic and they'll just fall all over each other trying to get out. Like They could get hurt. And admittedly, those townspeople did all seem just a bit dim, but... I still don't know that I see the problem in quite the way Callista does. But we then find out her real worry. Um, the Zatu prophecies have been off lately, and she's kind of been pretending her computer data is actually the Zatu's prophecies to make up for the deficiency. Um, sort of Wizard of Oz-like, the woman behind the curtain. And if the flood prophecy turns out to be wrong, she doesn't know how she's going to explain it to the people. They might end up hating the Zatu. And Jesse's like, oh, give me a break. But even if I kind of agree, um, Callista does have to decide. 
Is she going to trust her weather equipment, which seems to say that nothing much is wrong, or the Zatu, who are saying the rain is coming, and risk one of them being wrong and the people maybe losing their faith in the fortunes? She decides to trust the Zatu. Go with the Pokemon. So she runs out and tells the people, the flood is coming, the end is near, flee for your lives. And the people do. They're very obedient. Grab all their shiny belongings and give them to Callista in appreciation. Apparently, this is a normal thing they do. Payment for the Zatu's fortunes. Um, and then they run. So I guess there really was nothing to worry about with them hurting themselves over the flood issue. They actually seem to be very orderly little lemmings, but... Anyway, now it's just Team Rocket, the Twerps, Callista and the Zatu, and a whole pile of shiny stuff. And Team Rocket's like, oh... It would be a shame if all that loot washed away in the flood. Somebody should do something with it. Um, but before any stealing schemes can be planned, who should show up but Delibird? Yep, it's back. Um, and the twerps are still a little confused on whether or not Delibird is part of Team Rocket. That was never cleared up for them. They were a little busy um, being exploded. Um... And while Delibird is here to collect payment on Team Rocket's dues, remember that was the deal for getting reinstated, and Wendy in HR is going to be super mad if she doesn't get paid back all the way down to the fruit smoothie. So, Team Rocket has extra incentive to steal treasure now, to cover their owed costs. Um, not that Ash and friends are going to stand for it. So battle begins, and Team Rocket quickly turns to Delibird. You want to get the money? You better help us out. And remember, last time they did pretty well with that Delibird on their team, so prepare for round two of the twerps getting bombed out of their minds. Um, luckily, Callista has trained her Zatu for battle. Even with Weezing's smokescreen obscuring their vision, the Zatu can foresee when and where the bombs will drop. So when the smoke clears, they're still standing. Um, team Rocket hasn't gained an inch. And after that, the Delibird's presence are all good ones, restoring Zatu's energy. Um, the only bomb in that batch is the one it accidentally drops, which rolls over to Team Rocket. So yeah, they blast themselves off. Again. That's been happening a lot lately. Get it together, guys. Anyway, now that the bad guys are out of the way, Callista's got some fortune reading to do. The Zatu have something they want to say. Um, she and the Pokemon start communicating with flag signals. Okay, this might be a long shot, but is anyone out there in listener land, like, familiar with Japanese Coast Guard or something? Or sailors? Like, is this legit? Are they actually saying anything? I mean, obviously it won't mean anything to us in English, and I am kind of assuming that in Japan they would have their own system. So this really is an appeal to any people who grew up in Japan and maybe joined the color guard or something. So basically, I know nothing, but we're putting out a call if anybody is familiar with this very specific aspect of Japanese culture to tell us if the the arm movements of the Zatu and Callista's little flags like have any meaning at all outside of the Pokemon language. Anyway, uh, the Zatu are saying that they took a level fighting Team Rocket or something, um, and they're stronger now. They want to change their prediction. The flood is still coming, but not tomorrow. Today. Well, 
Does anyone have a cast form on hand? Coming in real useful right now. Or a Mew. I seem to remember a Mew being involved in such a prophecy. Magic tears. The Zatu might be a couple centuries off in their predictions. Um, but even the computer is like, cannot compute. What is happening? Danger, Will Robinson. Like, clouds are just rolling in. Um, and the Zatu say, if the kids leave now, they might be okay. Also, they give a speech on how Zatu love telling fortunes, but people should use them for guidance, not the rule of law, and shouldn't live in fear. People's lives can't be decided by fortunes. Um, and Ash is like, yeah, I totally agree. Says the boy who's literally written up in prophecy. He's involved in a couple prophecies, actually, I think. Um, but Callista is inspired by this, and um, then the Zatu use teleport whisking themselves and all the humans out of the settlement. And the Pokemon as well. Just in time for the floodwaters to come rushing through the canyons out of nowhere. Well, now what? I mean, the danger is past, but her home is underwater. The other people who apparently lived in this area have all scattered. Callista needs to take a new direction in life. Like, there's no Zatu to tell her what to do. No purpose preordained for her by her ancestors. It's a whole wide world out there. What will she do? She decides she wants to go to the city and be a TV weather girl. Not a bad dream. Certainly fits in with her skill set. Um, and best of luck to her. In the meantime, Team Rocket is digging through the mud around the flood areas looking for the lost treasure. Gotta pay Delibird somehow. Or they could just run away from responsibility like they also do. Um, and when we close out the episode, we see that Callista did get a job with some television station. Good for her. She's definitely qualified if she could use all that computer data and, you know, figure out weather patterns and the like. And then she's got the showmanship skills as well. So, yeah, I think she's going to enjoy her new her new period of life. And Ash and his friends go on to chase their dreams, traveling onwards to Mahogany Town. I'm kind of starting to like episodes with Delibird. Like, I didn't, for some reason, I don't really remember that much about it. I, I remember it being around during Johto, but I, like, I don't have any real strong memories of any adventures it took part in. So it's kind of fun getting to know it again. And I do kind of love the idea that, like, when it's on, it's on. Like... <laughs> Occasionally, the presents turn out to be good things for the Torps, but when, most of the time, they're bombs. And, and like I said, when Delibird is working for Team Rocket and, and kind of on their side, the Torps have a distinct disadvantage all of a sudden. <laughs> it's kind of nice to be able to see Team Rocket able to utilize that, you know, extra chess piece on the board. As incompetent as they often seem, like, they really do have an, an ability to pull schemes out of nowhere and adapt and improvise that is really kind of fascinating. And, and like I said, it's just nice that, you know, this deli bird shows up, nobody planned for it, and within seconds, Team Rocket has figured out how they're going to use it to achieve two goals with one stone. Kill two stones with one bird, that's better. Anyway, if you want to flail about Delibird or anything else about this episode, you can leave your comments at peakappypodcast.blogspot.com. 
You can tell me of other people who are trying to steal my stuff and pass it off as their own. I kind of hope that you don't have to, but you can definitely do that. Um, you can also follow us um, on Facebook or Twitter at PKP Podcast. Um, you can send an email to pkppodcast at gmail.com. Or you can subscribe to us on iTunes or Zoom. All of those ways to find our podcast. Please enjoy them. Until next time, this has been Peek Happy Podcast. Gotta catch them all. Bye.